you can have the best people in the world, but if they haven't got the right systems and processes, or if you're not giving them the tools to succeed, it's going to be very hard for them to succeed. And so finding those tools, systems, processes, repeatable things. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Richard Conway of Pure SEO. Richard, super excited to have you on the show. Hey, excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Gresham. Yes, absolutely excited. Always great to hear uh, people that are doing really phenomenal things. And Richard uh, started Pure SEO shortly after arriving in New Zealand from the UK in 2009. His vision was to create an ethical SEO and digital market agency that is fully transparent with his clients. It does digital the right way. Fast forward 12 years, and Pure SEO is one of the most recognized digital marketing agencies in New Zealand. With nearly 100 staff made of digital subject matter experts, Pure SEO is one of the most awarded digital agencies in the country. Hear from Richard's experience and the rollercoaster-like journey of getting there, and Richard is also the author of the book, How to Get to the Top of Google Search. Richard, excited again to have you on the show, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's make it happen then. Cheers. Cheers indeed. So to to kind of kick everything off, I know I touched on a little bit when I read your bio, but I I wanted to rewind the clock back to, you know, 2009, maybe a little little bit sooner of what led you to get started with all the awesome things you've been working on. Cool. Well, 2009, me and my wife, both British, decide we want to move countries and live in New Zealand. So had a really good job in England, moved to New Zealand, and no one wanted to give me a job because I had no Kiwi experience. So I thought, yeah, let's make my own job. Um, threw around a few different ideas um, and landed upon Pure SEO because I thought there was a gap in the market. Um, but neither myself nor my wife knew anybody, not a soul in New Zealand. So it was quite intense at the beginning. Um, and being a sort of introvert, it had to really kind of go against the natural grain. But it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you saw the, the gap in the market. So it sounds like you had been kind of looking to see like what the opportunity might be a good fit for you, but also it sounds like a good fit for the market as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back back in the day, there were a couple of companies who were doing things, it, taking shortcuts, and then there were one or two companies that were good. And I saw what was going on in England, and I kind of transferred that to New Zealand and um Yes, yeah, so it's grown from just me, and now we're we've been the largest search agency in New Zealand. Nice, I absolutely love that. And and so you know, in your past, had you had you had a lot of um, you know entrepreneurial experience that decided that you wanted to start something or anything in the past, or was that something that just kind of came to you at that time? There, I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. My first job out of university was as a venture analyst for a venture capital company, um, and I've worked for a number of entrepreneurs over the years, and and generally the best bosses I've, I've had have been the entrepreneurial ones, the ones that kind of give you free reign and let you do things. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So it kind of gave you sounds like planted those seeds for, you know, everything that you started in and that phrase, you know, I love that phrase, because so many times when we think about our products and services, we forget about fulfilling a gap and creating something that's not being done. We think it's always oh, just cool to start X, Y, and Z. But when you've been able to kind of create something that actually does serve a need, and as you've been able to do so well, do it in such an ethical way, then it really, you know, creates a, a amazing impact, I imagine, for you and, and your team and also the people that you're serving as well. Yeah, it's been good. It's surreal looking around. I remember when I started, I was sitting on the corner of somebody's desk and now I walk into our building and there's people running around everywhere and, you know, I'm responsible for their wages. It's quite a quite a surreal thing. Yeah, absolutely. To see those thoughts and ideas kind of come in to fruition. Mm. So um, I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on how you're serving your clients with a pure SEO. Could you take us through a little bit more on what that looks like and how you serve the clients you work with? Cool. Maybe I'll, I'll go back. So when we started, uh, I'm not a detailed person necessarily, but I did everything. And over time, realized that a lot of what we do is on spreadsheets and things like that. So what I decided to do with the business is bring in someone who I couldn't afford at the time, who's really good with the operational side of things and help us build software and systems, um, which allow us to scale in a transparent manner. Because we got to about 50 clients and everything was in my head. And then mistakes started to happen, you know, copying and pasting from Google Analytics and human error. So we built a reporting platform, uh, which we got rid of about a year ago because of Data Studio. And we also built um, a back-end system to allow us to protect our IP, but also to grow the business in a systematic, transparent manner. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I think so the, the operations person in every team uh, is so undervalued, just be able to kind of keep everything, you know, in line and, and, and in the right places. But um, I, I love you, you know, talking about like kind of the behind the scenes, because again, you see the success, you see the building, everything that you all have been able to do, but you don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the, the balls that were dropped probably potentially around that way and how you decided to make those decisions so that you could continue to grow and scale and, and make the impact that you've been able to do. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been loads of difficult things kind of behind the scenes and a lot of people don't actually see see that. And I think often the difference between success and failure is when you get those days, you don't want to get out of bed. Everything's like, yeah, not good. But you decide, you know, I'm going to get up. I'm going to face it. I've got staff relying on me. I've got family at home and you just keep going. And it's that momentum and those little things every single day. If you keep that momentum, it makes big things. You know, nothing big happens overnight and there is no overnight success. It is work and it is continual improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like you said, letting the magic um, happen at its best. So um, I wanted to, to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on how you're working with your clients, how you're serving them, and also what you feel kind of is what I like to call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you personally apart or the organization apart and makes it unique. Cool. So there's, there's a few things. So um, the things that set us apart are we have an ethos through the business that you treat people the way you want to be treated yourself. Like, you know, if it's the right thing or wrong thing. And if it doesn't feel like it's the right thing, simply don't do it. And we have a saying that if you do something and it was on the front page of the national paper and you wouldn't be comfortable about that, then just don't do it. Simple as that. But in respect of the client relationships, um, we like to work with clients on the long term. We don't want to work with clients who want immediate results. So we work on a month by month basis. So it's all kind of a recurring revenue. And a lot of it's SEO, a lot of it's analytics, a lot of it's Google ads and, and so on and so forth. 
but we're a performance agency. And so with the SEM, so with the paid search, it's about the outcomes of the clients. SEO takes obviously a lot longer to have an effect. And so what we do is we look holistically in the content, um, creating links through media or things like that. Um, and so a lot of what we do from an SEO perspective is, is really, really good marketing. Um, and you mentioned earlier, I wrote the book. Um, that was um, through basically cold calling Penguin Random House, asking if um, they want to publish a book about SEO. And uh, through the various dialogue, um, you know, they published a book about SEO. And I think a lot of what we do for ourselves and for our clients is you look for doing things slightly different. You know, everyone was doing eBooks and um, if you're the same as everyone else, how do you stand out? And so we're always looking to push the boundaries. You know, we're looking at voice search, we're looking at web 3.0. So we're always looking at what's going to be next in order that we um, can stay ahead of the curve. And like I mentioned earlier, we've got a guy who's head of product, massively talented individual, and all his job is is to iteratively improve our product and our offering to our clients. And he's just literally just redone our, our audit document. I saw it yesterday. It looks epic, you know. And having people that are deep, deep specialists that they love this stuff. So you know they want to spend their days learning more and more and more. And then you give them the ability to learn more and then shape your product. Um, yeah, but we're lucky to be able to afford to have a head of product. We couldn't in yeah. the early days. Absolutely. I, I love that. And, and really the words that kind of stood out to me, you said it a little bit earlier, was that culture piece. And I love that ethos piece. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I think the most um, important thing as a CEO, uh, which I don't teach at university and things like that, is the ability to delegate and the ability to see in others and find, find what you're really not good at and find others who love that stuff and then just allow them to flourish. And I think that's probably um, one of the things that's made the business the most successful is, is really understand what your strengths are and focus on those strengths. Keep an eye on everything, but don't micromanage. You know, let people express themselves and do what they're good at. Yeah. And as a CEO, it's often, you know, you're the front person. You do, you get up at gigs, you speak, you, you create the brand, you create, you know, the jazz hands for want of a better term. Um, but you need those other people. You need the systems people so that when you bring stuff in, um, it, it actually gets done properly. Uh, the other learning was we had a few years where we were bringing salespeople and they just weren't working and we were wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars on bad salespeople, or so I thought. It turns out it wasn't the salespeople that was the problem. It was the tools and systems we were giving them. I brought in a new sales manager and he put in all the, all the tools and systems and you know this many calls to a meeting, this many meetings to a close and so on. And if they're falling down at a, a part of that stage, sits down with them looks through what they're not doing right and fixing it. And, and it just taught me that you can have the best people in the world, but if they haven't got the right systems and processes, or if you're not giving them the tools to succeed, it's going to be very hard for them to succeed. And so finding those tools, systems, processes, repeatable things, um, because none of it's rocket science. Yeah? And, and there are people that have succeeded in what you do, 
uh, all over the world. And, and so the answers are out there. And it's finding the people who can um, deliver that in a way that works in your business. Uh, so again, a lot, a lot around the people. Yeah, I, I love both of those, you know, hacks. And I think it's, it's so important that like you talked about the jazz hands, the CEO is often the person that is, you know, doing that. But in order to be able to do that, you have to make sure your hands are free. And I think by delegating and make sure you're delegating to the right people, you can have the jazz hands that are actually free to be able to do everything you need to do and to play in, into your strength. And that's an important thing to realize, never um, totally dependent on any person, even if they seem really good. A business is an evolving um, thing, and hopefully you keep improving and iteratively, um, like the whole Kaiser and the Japanese methodology of continual improvement. Um, so it was, it was interesting to learn that. You know, I thought, oh, no, what are we going to do? You know, he's the best SEO in the whole business. But ultimately, we found someone better, um, and, and now we keep, keep lifting that bar, um, and that's what helps uh, the clients get better results and the business keep growing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And, and do you consider that to be what I like to call uh, kind of a CEO CEO nugget, which is a little bit more word of wisdom or a piece of advice? Um, I usually say it might be something you would tell your, your favorite client or your younger business self. Do you think it's that constant improvement? Um, do you think that's something that you would really look into to be your, your nugget? Yeah, the other one really is is make decisions quickly, especially around getting rid of people. So we've had... Um, I'm a non-confrontational person. And in the early days, we'd have people and get the odd person who they might be really talented, but they're not a cultural fit. And ultimately, I remember back in the day, it took me far too long to get rid of someone. And that impacts how people perceive you as a leader, but it also impacts everything in the business. And when I got rid of this person, you could tangibly feel it in the office. You could feel the kind of uh, relief across the, across the board. And so I've learned over the years, you're going to have to do it at some point. So just get it done and move on as uncomfortable as it is. And you learn to have, I think they call it courageous conversations. You learn to have those uh, earlier. And you know, if, if I went back, I would certainly have those conversations and deal with those things much quicker than I did at the beginning. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Richard, what does being a CEO mean to you? What being a CEO means to me is allowing other people around me to thrive. Um, I'm there to give some direction and make sure the culture, but I'm really um, there to serve the other people around me and make sure that they're able to be their best selves within the organization and achieve what they need to achieve. Because without them, uh, I'm just a guy with an idea. Yes, absolutely. I, I love that. And uh, being able to kind of have the, the opportunity to, to bring those ideas into fruition is absolutely huge. And I love that that service piece because, you know, the servant leadership, I think a lot of times we think of our products and services and services our clients, but we also have to serve the people on our team and be of support to them and help them to succeed in such a, a phenomenal way. So truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak is to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people could get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Cool. Uh, well, we're based down in New Zealand um, and we've got the business in New Zealand, Australia. We've got an office in the Philippines and in Sri Lanka. Um, really pureseo.com. Um, 
we do that's what it says on the tin really um search engine optimization analytics sem um happy to work with anyone around the globe um and enjoy it and you know work with good people doing good things um making a difference cheers Cheers, cheers indeed. And uh, <laughs> we often forget about how you know impactful it is and the things that we can do. But I always say the name of the game is about being found. So I love that you're helping people out and getting their brands, names and everything to be found online. But I uh, also love that reminder of how not only do we serve the clients that we work with, but we also serve the clients and people that are on our teams and around us. So love everything you're doing. Appreciate your time, of course, Richard. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Hey, you too. Appreciate your time, Gretchen, and everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.